You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, class, take your seats. I said take your seats. Class, sit. Shh. I swear you're all acting like a bunch of animals. <laughs> Pet Life Radio presents Teacher's Pet, where you'll learn how to understand and communicate with your pet and train them to be the best pet they can be. It's time to see the world from your pet's point of view. So give a tail-wagging welcome to your Teacher's Pet host, Sarah Wilson. Welcome to Teacher's Pet. This is Sarah Wilson on Pet Life Radio. This week, we're going to do a little bit of work on how to teach your dog to walk on lead. This is such a big problem for most people, and there are lots of ways to do it. We're going to go over a few games you can play to help it make sense to your dog. Then I'm going to show you yet another use for place. And lastly, we'll see what's happening with the cheese retrieve. First, we're going to hear from our sponsors, and then we're going to be right back. Stay tuned. Okay, class, grab your tuna flakes, biscuits, and bones. Teacher's Pet will be back in two shakes of a tail, right after recess. That's it. You're madder than a junkyard dog, and you're not going to take it anymore. Your feathers are ruffled, your dander is up, and you've got a definite bone to pick. Join us each week on Pet Peeves, the show that lets you dig through the dirt and unleash your passion for pets. Your host, pet expert and award-winning author, Amy Shojai, will talk about what makes you howl and what hisses you off. Pet Peeves, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Pets are part of the family, and when traveling with your dog, there's only one magazine to include when packing your doggy's duffel bag, and that's Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each bi-monthly issue includes hotel, city and state reviews, and doggy destinations to explore with your furry companion. Fido Friendly magazine can be found at Borders, Barnes & Noble, PetSmart, Pet Boutiques, and Fido Friendly hotels nationwide. Or you can go online to subscribe at www.fidofriendly.com. So get traveling with your pet today and leave no dog behind. And remember, Fido Friendly's the only magazine dedicated to the travel lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. It's time to start scratching for donations for the Humane Society of Broward County's Walk for the Animals presented by VCA Animal Hospitals. The walk is Saturday, March 1st at Esplanade Park in downtown Fort Lauderdale. You'll need a registration form, so stop by any VCA Animal Hospital, IHOP, the Museum of Discovery and Science, or the Humane Society. This event is also brought to you by Big 105.9, Comcast, Purina One, PetLifeRadio.com, Tidy Cats, and The Herald. Call 954-266-6817 or log on to walk the number four theanimals.com for more details. See you there. Let's talk pets on petliferadio.com. Okay, class. Hang up your collars and leashes. Teacher's Pet is back in session. Now park yourselves on the floor. 
I said park, not bark. Ugh. Okay, Teacher's Pet, with pet expert and author Sarah Wilson. Pay attention, there may be a quiz later. Welcome back, this is Sarah Wilson on Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. We've got two video clips for you this week about games and ways you can work with your dog to get them to understand to walk next to you on lead. Why is this such a hassle? This is such a hassle because it is a completely unnatural behavior for your dog. During the course of the day, your dog will come to you, sit, lie down, stay in one place. All of those things are normal, natural behaviors. But walking next to you on a loose lead, that's just not something dogs do. They don't line up in a rumble line and go down through the woods together. Given that, we need to really help them understand what it is we want. Most of us go about this process by putting the dog on lead and then pulling on them when they move forward, hoping that that's going to explain it. All that generally explains to the dog is that you pull on them when they walk on lead. They don't understand what that means. I think of it as if you took a nine-year-old kid who had never played football, never seen football played, knew nothing about it. I think of it as if you took a bunch of nine-year-old kids and say they had never seen or heard of football. Since we have the Super Bowl, let's talk about football. Never seen it, never heard of it, never read about it, and you're going to coach them. How would you start coaching them? Well, you wouldn't start by simply putting them on the field in pads and starting them out playing a game. That would be insane. You would break it down. You'd start teaching skills. You'd do running plays. You'd do throwing. You'd do catching. You'd do all sorts of things to teach them all the little pieces of the game. And then, as they started to acquire skills, you would start putting it together in a game format. It's exactly the same for your dog. I want you to start thinking of teaching walking on lead as teaching them little skills that you're going to be able to use to put it together to make beautiful walking on lead. This can be fun. Play it like a game. I want you to notice that these clips are about, I don't know, two minutes long. I never work long. I work fun and I work to success and then I stop. You can always go back later. Why should this be a drag, literally or figuratively, for either one of you? The first videotape we're going to see is a friend of mine working with her nine-month-old Irish wolfhound. Now, Vicky is petite, and Tally, her wolfhound, is not. So it's really important that Tally learn to walk with her, not to drag her around. And she's done a pretty good job of that. Tally really doesn't drag hard. But she still would like her to be in more connection. What you'll see in this video is someone who is at the start of learning these games. And many of the things you'll see will look familiar. One of the things is that people think they have to look at the dog or stop in order to praise them. And a skill I will work on more with Vicky is getting her to chat happily and praise Tally up while moving and looking forward. But because when we praise each other, we make eye contact and we look in each other's faces and we smile and often touch each other, we do the same thing with the dog at first. So that's a new skill. And I fully expect to be teaching my clients new skills all the time. Another one is to turn and go. Because we are polite by nature and because we love our dogs, most of us start out turning and waiting or turning and saying the dog's name and patting our leg. What happens if you turn and wait 
is that the dog doesn't really have to pay attention to you because they know you're going to give them plenty of chance to catch up. <laughs> All right? Do you see how that could cause a problem with walking on lead? They need to be paying attention to you. And if you're the one that gives them lots of room to make up their mind or to catch up, then there's no reason for them to pay attention. Same thing with the turning, patting your leg and saying their name. If you do that, they really don't have to pay attention to you because they know eventually if you're going to turn, you're going to notify them. What you need to learn how to do is turn and go. And if you feel any pressure on that lead, you're going to do that pulsing move. The pulsing move is not yanking the dog off the feet, all right? It's to prevent dragging. If you hold steady pressure on a dog, they will drag against you at first. That's natural. It's oppositional reflex. And they will just throw an anchor windward and drag. I don't want that to happen. So I want you to get in the habit of pulsing that lead as you move. The pulsing is not to punish them. It's to prevent bracing. So you pulse and go. When the dog catches up, you smile, you praise. Good dog. If you've got treats and you use treats, that's a great time to give a treat. When you deliver treats to dogs for walking next to you, be sure you deliver it in the correct position. Meaning, if you give the dog the treat when they're out in front of you or the side or lagging, then you're rewarding that position. If we want them to walk with their head at your leg, reward at your leg. The easiest way to do that is reward at the seam of your jeans or any other pants. But since jeans are my uniform, Reward the seam of your jeans. And if your dog isn't there, believe me, he'll come back to get the cookie. And pretty soon, if that's where you reward over and over again, he'll hang out next to the food bar. He won't wander so far. Also notice with the left-hand turns how awkward it is for us at first to really just move through the dog. Not stamp, not kick, not be mean, but move through because the dog's in your way. If you are polite and loving, both wonderful qualities. But unfortunately, if you step around your dog or hustle to run around your dog instead of making the move, then your dog doesn't learn why it is important for him to stay out of your way. If you stay out of your dog's way, he will never learn to stay out of your way. So when I turn left, I simply turn left and go. I'll shuffle right through a dog. Notice, not knee the dog out of the way. We're not talking drop kicking. But what I want my dog to learn, and the point of all these exercises, is that I need the space in front of his face. I need that space. When we're walking, that space in front of my knees and in front of his nose belongs to me. I could use it at any time. I might step in front of him and tell him to wait. I might step in front of him and do a left turn. I might step in front of him and do a left circle. That space is mine. And once he understands that that space is mine, a light bulb will go off. And he'll realize, I had best walk a little bit back so that she can use that space anytime she needs to. And once your dog understands that, then walking next to you suddenly makes sense. Then he goes, okay, there's a purpose to this. She's not just walking around yanking me for no reason. There's a purpose to this. Then you're on your way. So the two points, the games you're going to see today are, number one, the space in front of your nose belongs to me. I may use it at any time. Good dog. And two, it is your job to follow and pay attention to me. It is not my job 
to pay attention and supervise you. Once you get your dog understanding those two things, you will be amazed. But now let's listen in to my session with Vicki. Or if you want, you can go watch it over at Pet Life Radio. Go to Teacher's Pet, go to this episode, and the video clips will be there. Or you can get to the video clips on my website, mysmartpuppy.com. On the front page, you will see links to those clips. All right, so here we go. Just up and down on this side? on the. No, actually, that's beautiful. <laughs> well, I do write about animals. <laughs> nice thing, I drove all the way down here. <laughs> oh, beautiful. <laughs> I'd praise her because she's there. We go. Oh, good girl, you're pulling ahead. Beautiful. And when we start, if we start to do our walk, she will be like this, pulling more the whole time. Okay. Um, good, nice turn. So, what we're going to try doing is I'd like you to um, shorten up on the lead just a little bit. Good. We see she's already like going, oh, hey, this is different. And when you turn, I want you to turn and, and give it a little pulse, but don't pause. You're pausing a little bit to when see. I turn right, because I can't ever turn left. Well, there you're turning left. Good. We're going to do more lefts. Good girl. Nice. There you go. And anytime there's any tightness, I w yeah, tugging back will just annoy both of you. Oh, okay. I want you to turn and tug and go. There you go. Oh, don't wait for her. Yeah, there you go. You're a bus that's leaving. <laughs> good. And then when she's with you, praise her. Good girl. Praise her up. Okay. Not so much like um, somebody from the boys' choir. <laughs> Girls' choir? Maybe something that sounds more like you. Like, good girl. <laughs> Fine job, my dear. Fine job. Okay, and the leash has gotten long again. Good. There you go. She looked at you. I'd really praise that. Good. Good. Now I'd, I'd work on cutting in front. That's, do a nice right. Fine. Now cut in front of her like you did. Cut. That's right. That's fine. And just laugh at her. Hey, get out of my way, honey. There you go. There you go. Okay, turn. She goes, what? This is the most annoying. There she goes. Oh, wait. It might have something to do with following her. <laughs> Good. You're finally getting your attention. Good. Praise her up. Best dog in the world. Not bad for a seven-month-old puppy. Oh, she's older than that now, isn't she? Nine months old? Nine months. Okay. Now, instead of pulling her, I want you just to give it a little pulse on the leash so you don't actually feel her weight. We want her to do the work, not you to build up or... Pulsing when anytime you feel weight on the lead, you're just going to pulse it a little bit so you're not pulling her. Pulse, pulse. There you go. See? Isn't that easier on your arm? Yep. Yeah. Of course, if you make the face, that's even better. Nice. Look at that. What a good girl. There you go. Good. There you go. There's nice praise. Beautiful. Nice. We'll take that for the moment. Nice job. Okay. We're going to stop this. Thank you. You're welcome. My pleasure. That was a blast. She's so much fun to work with, and there's nothing better than training dogs. All right, before we talk about this some more, we need to take a break, listen to our sponsors, and then we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Okay, class, grab your tuna flakes, biscuits, and bones. Teacher's pet will be back in two shakes of a tail, right after recess. <laughs>
From Paris, New York, and around the globe, get ready for the hip, the trendy, the uber cool where pets rule. If you've got a passion for pet fashion and a flair for animal wear, this is the ultimate place to take a peek at what's chic in the world of designer pet fashion and cool new pet products. On the Pet Set with our fashion diva, Queen Dog Lady. The Pet Set, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, class, hang up your collars and leashes. Teacher's Pet is back in session. Now park yourselves on the floor. I said park, not bark. Okay, Teacher's Pet with pet expert and author Sarah Wilson. Pay attention, there may be a quiz later. So you get the point there that we're using little bits. You can always come back and do more. But what you don't want to do, in my opinion, is demotivate either the person or the dog to try. My job as a coach is to encourage and inspire, not to intimidate or denigrate. So I want my clients, both human and canine, to come out of a session thinking, great, wow, I could really do that, that was really successful, and I'm inspired to try more because this is doable. I don't want them coming out going, boy, I'm such a klutz, I was doing it wrong, and there was this, and there was that. This is a complex skill. You have to manage your emotions, which is hardest of all. You have to learn new ways of thinking. You have to learn new movements. You are moving with a partner that has no idea what you're doing and can behave in ways you cannot anticipate, which makes this game harder than golf or tennis, and those are hard enough, thank you very much. And you have to work with voice tone and footwork and what's going on with a leash and how to use this piece of equipment. It isn't easy. But if you break it down into bite-sized portions, you can get a handle on this and you can make progress. And as you make progress together, you will have so much fun. This next clip is me working with a nine-month-old intact German Shepherd puppy named Bacchus. And he is a delightful pup, great dog, but he's easily distractible in new places. What else is new? He's a nine-month-old intact German Shepherd puppy. So he gets looking around and looking at people and thinking different things, and he just needs to focus a little bit. So I took him out of the car in a new place, 
and we started to play Catch My Drift. And Catch My Drift is a great game to play with your dog anywhere. It's a wonderful thing to do the minute you take a dog out of a car. And it's a way of saying, are you with me? Where's your brain? Are we connected? And if the answer is no, then you know <laughs> that you need to do more and manage more uh, in order to get what you want out of your dog. So Catch My Drift is a game of basically follow the leader, but instead of turning away from the dog and going, generally I back up. Now the reason I back up, when the dog goes north, I go south. I back up south. The reason I back away as opposed to turning away is I want to see when his head starts to turn back in my direction because that's my cue to praise him enthusiastically. He goes north, I back up, I say nothing because again, I'm not giving him an early warning system, right? Not patting my leg, not saying his name, I'm not waiting for him, I go. His job is to follow me. So I go, and I pulse. If I get any weight on that lead, I pulse. The moment he starts to turn that head toward me, good boy, all right, good boy. What a smart dog. You are great. This is all part of the big green light, right? Small red light, pulsing on the lead, and I'm moving. The minute he looks at me, big green light, good boy. And the minute he catches up with me, I feed. If he goes past me again, I back up the other way. Once he stops shooting past me quite so fast, then I'll start doodling around, weaving. I might do some left circles. I might back up and call him. I might throw my weight around just by cutting in front of him and having him wait. Anything I can think of to both control his movement and gain his attention. I don't generally use the command, watch me. I know it's popular, and if you use it, it's not a crisis. But here's my logic, and you can think about it. If I tell my dog to watch me, then it's my job to manage him all the time. So we're walking along. He sees something distracting. Watch me. I would rather it be his job to watch me. So when he sees something distracting, what does he do? Look at me automatically. I always prefer a situational cue because I won't always see what he sees. How many of you have had a dog that was reasonably calm walking along and then you stop to chat with a friend or a neighbor and all of a sudden you almost get yanked off your feet because your dog lunges at something, a squirrel, another dog, cat, a leaf, whatever. That won't happen or won't happen as often. If you teach your dog, you see something distracting, your job is to look at me. I'm not going to notify you. I'm not going to micromanage you. I'm not going to beg you to pay attention to me. I expect you to look at me. And we create that by doing callbacks like we did last week with Milo and who else? Petra? I think Milo and Petra on the video clips. So those games start to create that habit. So that's my reasoning. Why don't we go? You can listen in to my session with Bacchus, or you can go watch it at the same places, and we'll come back. Enjoy! All right, so this is Bacchus. He's nine-month-old German Shepherd, and I want to start working on him being attentive outside, and that's a little hard for him because his, uh, as you can see, he's interested in all kinds of things. So I'm just going to start playing Catch My Drift. And all that is, is he goes that way, I go this way. Good boy! The minute he looks at me, I praise. Good boy. Good. Let's see. He goes that way, I go this way. Good boy! Very good. Excellent. 
praise him. Anytime he looks at me, anytime he comes back in my direction. He's not paying attention. I'm going to back up. Good boy. Good. Keep going until I get his attention. I'm going to keep backing. Good boy. Good. Good job. I can also start adding in left turns. Good. We start cutting off the space in front of his nose and teaching him, I need this. Catch My Drift is about him following my movements. Good boy, good. No matter what I do, no matter what direction I go in, if I stop, I want him to stop. Good job. If I back up, I want him to follow. Good boy, good. Good job. If I doodle around, I want him to doodle around with me. Good boy, very nice. And we just play that game. You can play it in your living room, you can play it on your driveway, you can do whatever you want with it. But this teaches him, in a fun way, that it's his job to follow me and my job to lead. You did very well. Good boy. Bacchus, sit. Nice. We'll take that. Good boy. Good boy. Yeah. Good. That's it. Okay, do you have a good time? Hope you did. This is another example of breaking things down into bite-sized pieces so that your dog and you can be successful. Do not try to get onto the field and play the game too soon. Remember to do your drills. Remember to practice your exercises so that both you and your dog understand the plays and can do them competently separately. Then when you put them together in the game, real life, your dog will go, ah, I know what this is, and you'll go, oof, I know exactly how to ask my dog this, and then you're going to have a much better chance for success. Next, I want to show you a fun little thing of place. Pip is, as we know, very intense about food, so I have her go to place when I'm making food for all the dogs so that she is out of the way and not sharking around the bowl being a doink. She loves this. The thing I really want you to notice is where her attention is. She believes that looking at me causes all good things to happen. She also believes that when faced with a distraction, what's her job? To look at me. So when I put that food bowl down, she stares holes in me until I release her. She's such a rip. Enjoy this segment. Watch her attention. I'm not cueing her off camera or doing anything. I can feed the other dogs, walk around, face away from her, whatever. Her attention doesn't change. She believes she is forcing me to release her by staring at me. That's exactly what I taught her. That's useful. And you too can get this. So enjoy this. This clip cracks me up. All right, that was my little firebrand. What fun she is. Uh, for our purposes, after she finishes eating, she is allowed to leave without release. That's the deal at our house, and it works very well for us. Now we're going to listen in to the next cheese retrieve session. I would like to tell you that I have practiced many times between the last session and now. I would also like to tell you that I won the lottery. Both would be untrue. However, this is the next step and I actually decided to use wrapped string cheese in the plastic and she didn't have any problem with that. 
because for her, I am making her a deal. You toss me this plastic-covered string cheese, and in this case, I give you chicken breast. <laughs> she was practically chucking it at me. Now, for her, that does pose a small problem that I need to deal with. Teaching Pip things is never the issue. She is very, very quick. Getting her to think things through calmly, that is harder. So I need to slow down and do a lot of mileage at this level until she can think a bit. She's beginning to fling it at me even more. She's beginning to chomp up and down from excitement and possibly stress, unsurety, whatever. Who knows the combination that is in her little brain. What I do know is that if she chomps up and down on a piece of string cheese, she's going to eat the cheese, and that's going to ruin the trick. So I need to work with her calmly. So I will probably do the next few sessions with a frozen piece of string cheese and simply have her take it and give it back, take it and give it back, and not throw it or be as casual as I was this time. This will happen to you when you're training. You will have a plan. You will implement the plan and you won't get exactly what you wanted. That is pretty normal, and what you do is you think about it, you ponder, and then you adapt toward your goal. My goal is always a calm, thoughtful, responsive, happy dog. I'm getting responsive, happy dog. We're missing the calm. We're always going to miss the calm a little bit with this girl, and I'm always going to be working toward it. That's okay with me. We're doing great, but... That is what I'm working on. So listen in on this. I think you'll hear a bit of the problem as we go along and then come right back. All right, we're going to work on the cheese retrieve. I have breast of chicken, which means PIP is very interested and Ben is very interested. I also have a wrapped thing of string cheese and I'm going to see how she does with it today. Give good girl, good girl, good. Now you got to give it to my hand. Good job. Give. Good job. And for that, you get a hunk of chicken. Good. Give. Good. Now, she is very willing to exchange the rat. Good. Give. The rat. <laughs> Flinging it at me is not actually adequate. Give. You've stuffed it under the couch. Figure it out. Good girl. Good. Very good. <laughs> Give. Good girl. Good, very nice. So I praise her for every effort, but she only gets chicken for uh, delivering it to hand. Good. Well, I get that one I dropped. That one is not your fault. Good girl. Give. Good girl. Very good. Now she's beginning to chew it, so I'm going to do some short ones. Give. Good. Good girl, because I don't want her to chew it. Good girl. Give. Good, very good. So next time, I think what I'm going to do is freeze one of these. Give good job. Go out and practice things with your dog. Have fun. Break it down into bite-sized pieces. If you're still having trouble, break it down even more. Create success with your dog. You will be motivated to train more, and you will have more success. Remember... Any dog can be a teacher's pet. This is Sarah Wilson signing off for PetLifeRadio.com. Have a great week. 
Schools in Session on Pet Life Radio with Teacher's Pet. Learn how to communicate with your pet, train your pet, and see the world from your pet's point of view. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Teacher's Pet with pet expert and author Sarah Wilson. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> 